Hello and welcome to the 93-20 review podcast as we look back at a comfortable 5-0 win over Crystal Palace at the weekend. Uh, our biggest win, I think, in 18 months in the league. Uh, and I'm absolutely overjoyed to introduce today uh, uh, Stephen Tudor, a.k.a. Daisy Cutter. Hello, Stephen. Hi, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. And also, hello to Julian, uh, your coach Carter, aren't you, on Twitter? Always, That's correct. Always am, give yeah. out the Twitter handles too. How are you doing? I'm all right, how are you? Yeah, not bad. It was uh, pretty much the perfect weekend for City, wasn't it, for a change? So we shall look at it all now. Uh, let, might as well dive straight in to it. Uh, looking at that line-up, I'll start with you, Steve. What did you think of that? It looked pretty exciting to me or was it exactly how you expected it to be uh, both um, I thought he'd go kind of all out um, the right back position is well it's become increasingly difficult to predict uh, one of four players essentially could start in that role right now um, that aside though it was as I hoped it would be um, and it was yeah it was just set out for kind of to go for their throats and considering that Palace you know, we're not safe by any stretch, but they've just got that gap, haven't they, where complacency can kind of feed into their yeah. mindset at this point in the season. Um, and so as soon as I saw the line-up, I was really confident for the win. Were you uh, worried at all, Julian? Because I know they've, they've, they'd had a bad week, Palace, haven't they? But they were, as, as just been mentioned, they weren't safe. And they're, they're pretty useful up front, to be honest. Uh, well, well, I'd, I'd say that's like an £80 million pound forward, you know, front three, isn't it? If you're, if, you're willing, yeah. if you're willing to say Zaha's worth over £30 million as well, which he probably is now, uh, were you worried that that was just a bit too attacking or did you like yeah. d- do you like mm-hmm. what we've done with you know Yaya? It's the Yaya De Bruyne Silver trio again, isn't it? So. Yeah, I, I I liked it. I was very worried. I must admit, I am I am more games, but I kind of looked at Palace. Although I think I last watched them, I think a week earlier when they played Burnley at home and uh, Burnley beat them and they didn't look too too well. And now I, I kind of thought that that might come back and they'd have the game against us. Now, when you look at their last fixtures, I mean, they've beaten Chelsea on the road and they came from, I think, a goal down to, to overcome that. Yeah. They've gone to Anfield and they came from a goal down and I think they did and they came back to win 2-1. So they've had some good, credible results away from home. And I just, I, I in the back of my mind, I kind of had that, well... It, you know, you could see it being a draw, nicking it later on. But yeah, um, I was quite worried, especially with Ben Teke as well. You know, he's powerful in the air, and maybe with um, defensively, how, how we kind of um, frailties at the back. But yeah, it was uh, it was a little worrying going. But I was I was happy with with the line out that we put up because I knew that we, we were hopefully going to create. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it. We're they they seem to have been an away team recently, and we're. We're the same, so not very good at home, and that's where the concern was. Uh, but second minute goal, I think it was second minute, wasn't it? It's our, yeah. our earliest Premier League goal, or maybe any, I'm not sure, for two years, four months, I think. So, which surprised me, it just shows we don't always come out of the traps very well. Uh, but what do you think about it after that, Steve? Uh, I think my main concern was what we've just mentioned, like 1 0 is just not enough, is it? Do you think we really built on that, or was it just another? Was it just well, we got a goal and then pretty much very similar, similar to other home performances. It was quite a strange one, really, because I felt kind of confident throughout the first half, despite us only having a goal lead. 
Uh, when I'm watching it back later, by the way, I think the commentator said something about 1-0 being a dangerous scoreline. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was supposed to be 2-0. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just a raw scoreline's dangerous now. Is that what's happening? Um, but it was a strange one because I just felt we were in control um, despite you know only having a goal advantage. And I really felt that more was to come. I think, in the, you know, I know we'll get to there, but um, I think at the start of the second half, Palace posed more of the problems to us. Um, but even so, I just I felt the second half is when we were going to kind of, you know, step up a gear and the goals would come. I mean, I actually turned someone after about kind of 20 minutes and just said, I really fancy a 4 5 nil today. Yeah. Uh, I wish our bookies was next to me as, instead of my mate. Because <laughs> um, I just felt we were in control. It, it was Palace were abysmal. Uh, they didn't offer much at all apart from certain kind of sections of the game. Uh, and we looked at it. We looked really good. Um, our passing was fluid. Uh, it had really good tempo to it. Uh, the players just looked up for it. Um, so, yeah, I was I was happy throughout. Uh, the first, you know, the early goal, that really just does ease things, doesn't yeah. it, considerably. Um, and so from there on in, I just enjoyed the first half. But why, why are we at it? Why... <laughs> Why on this day are we at it like that? Because well, it seems so fluid to me. Uh, I think they did pose a bit more threat. You know, they were they weren't the greatest if you look at the the back half of the team. But we seemed a lot more fluid. And yeah, but why why today? Why not the previous week? It's a mystery sometimes. Is it the shape of the team or just attitude? Well, uh, you know, I mean, I think the, the early goal helped things. You know, obviously yeah. the more he got. I mean, I mean, like I said, playing at home, it was it was kind of like it has been the story this season. I mean, we did create a lot, but again, I was looking at it like a half time. I thought we should have been two or three nil up, and again, it's the story yeah. of our season of finishing. You know, and I was looking at that one point as well, and maybe it's just the way I look at it because I'm I'm very negative in the way I am. But <laughs> join just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it, it is. You must have been thinking to yourself, well, they're going to get a chance here, and is it going to be that where they just nick it and they don't deserve it? I mean, not that they deserve it or not. I mean, it goes a goal, whatever. But there was a point. I don't want to jump too far forward where. Cabiero makes an amazing save, yeah. and it's just like, was that the point? You know, is, is that it was you know, and that's the difference. As in, you know, all teams are going to get chances. You know, it's the Premier League. All teams are going to get a chance at some point, and and you know, keepers are there to make saves. But it's just, I, I felt like it is like we've got to be putting the the ball in the back of the net more. And again, Pep talks about it. We talk about it. You know, we've got to be more clinical. And like I said, we were, I know we were in the second half, but that's what we've got to be doing because we're creating the chances. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't have to uh, split the, the two halves up, really. Uh, we might as well look at it as a whole. What, Steve, what do you think... Was there a lot that dif- uh, different? I mean, we scored five, so you think, well, look, we've finally done what we should have done. But I think it's pretty rare that a keeper's, like De Bruyne's, the keeper was quite weak down to his left. Vinny comes up with an amazing finish, uh, and then they are just on dead on the legs near the end. What was it? Just one of those days where things went in, or did you really notice over the game that we were on a different level to previous games? Oh, I really think we we're on a different level yeah. to previous games. But some of that, you know, I have to reiterate how poor Palace were. So they certainly contributed to that. Um, you know, when we played for United, for example, they rightfully came in for a lot of flack for their defensive setup. 
but the way they you know executed it, they did it well. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they posed a, a difficult challenge for us to break down, whereas Palace didn't. Um, but overall, our play was just at a much superior level to how it's been of late. Um, it, it's possibly one of the top three performances from us this season, I would say, in terms of cohesiveness, how collectively we're all at it and and like like i said for the fluidity that's what really stood out for me there was a, a lovely flow to it of course a huge part of that must go down to david silver yeah who for the first hour i mean god how many majestic performances have we seen from that lad over the years and yet incredibly he never fails to astonish it does he you know it, it's if you walked into an art gallery and you watched you, you looked at a masterpiece every day on your way to work, then after about four or five days, it's a painting, isn't it? Whereas with David Silver, every single time he put in a performance like that, there's an element of surprise because it's that good. Um, and he was everywhere. He just linked everything. And so, really, it could be said as well that had the other ten players had, you know, a six out of ten performance, we would have still strolled to it, I think, because of how good David Silver was. Yeah, he's just done. I mean, we've missed him, haven't we? Even small, I miss you know, small injuries and mm. just is that is that a worry though? <laughs> oh, I absolutely. Mean, how, how can we, we be at this so point? On him. Yeah, but is it because he's that good, or are we really lacking backup? I, I I I think it is. I think it's creativity. I mean, like I say, I mean. He is. I think he's world class. Me. I mean, maybe I'm biased and stuff, but I, but what he does, I, I, he's so good at it. I mean, few few players you're watching the Premier League. If you're watching, if you watch other teams, which we all do because we all like football. But you know, you're looking at him, and he is he is that good. But you know, that's what we're missing. You know, when there's no silver, there's no party, and that's the thing is, who's that person? You know, to step up and create. And he goes go to see just how dangerous how dangerous he is going forward. Like I say, it is a worry that we are over reliant on him. Yeah, well, is Spain what is he? Spain's fourth highest goal scorer. Third, third highest. Third midfielder. Third highest. Yeah. So I don't know how anyone could even. There's no argument whether he's world class. He just but is. I, I, and you, that, you know what? That was his fiftieth city goal as well, by the yeah. way. So I mean, and people say he doesn't score a lot for that thing. I mean, we we all know he's a quiet lad, and you really very rare you hear much of him outside of uh, of football, which is great. But he's, you know, I mean, in Spain's, you know, third highest. I think he's third. He's either third or fourth. But yeah. One of us, but he's still that. That's still up there for that. You know, for. Um, for the to playing in that team as well, you know, to chip in with goals as well. So yeah, yeah it is. It's amazing. It's just a joy to watch him week in, week out. And, and let's hope that he stays. You know, for uh, ends his career here, definitely. Yeah, and I should just point out this uh, that having had drank too much Saturday night, I did spread a false rumour in Tiger Tiger on Twitter, uh, which is not. True. <laughs> is that not true? No, no. You know, my friend was in Tiger. T- my friend was in Tiger Tiger, but she'd previously been in Spinning Fields, which is where she met him and had a photo taken. Oh, so how gullible am I? Um, yeah, I, 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 I was just like, I was sat in a bar going, "Oh, David, you've let us all down here." But no, he wasn't in Tiger Tiger. So yeah, was, just was, in case was, the uh, legal teams are on it, uh, just, <laughs> just want to make that clear right now. So, but I never bump into players ever. And yeah, she's a United fan. It's not fair. So, but I'm not bitter yeah. anyway. Who's who's the most famous person you've each encountered at a game? <laughs> uh, well, 
I've, I have been in a box once, so you can't count that when the legends come round, can you? Who, who was it? Uh, I think Colin Bell came round. Oh, well, I say I think he did. Alex Fantastic. Williams, by the way, was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He could have talked to us about seven hours. Yeah, but out and about, I'd, I did bump into Nal Quinn once in JD Sports. So that's <laughs> that's the highlight of the, <laughs> for me. <laughs> Why? What's yours then, sir? Oh, I've got I've got a, a so many. One. I, I, um, at Derby once, I saw. Forgive me, I can't remember their real names, but I, I, saw, I saw Curly Watts <laughs> going into the ground, and then coming out of the ground, I saw um, Kevin Webster. Oh. And, and you, you know, one's a blue and one's a red, aren't they? So um, oh, yeah. I evened it up for that day. He's only three foot tall, and I've seen him in Kevin Webster. Yeah. <laughs> Exaggerating. I should, I should also point out, Eddie Large used to sit in the dugout with the team, and I, I did once knock on the side of the dugout during a match to get his autograph, so... Did you get not, it? Yeah, yeah. Not something I'm proud of, but I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we better get back to the match. There. Uh, I just want to discuss the two wide players as well. Because what did you think? I thought Sane and Sterling were both frustrating and electric at times. Uh, Julie, what did you think of the two on the day? Did yeah, I, 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 I get that as well. It's, for me, it was like Sane was seeing how many times he could nutmeg a player. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know what the thing is. It's just like every time I watch him, he does it at least once in a game. And I think it's like freakish to see, really, when when you kind of do it. I know it's like a skill of anything, but, you know, when you see these like freestylers and stuff like this, yeah. these videos, you're seeing it, it's like, how, how did he do that? And he seems to do it relatively so easy. Like, he, he's, a, he's just got a skill of it. But at one point, it was that, I mean... For watching the the growth of of, um, of Sane and and in particular, you know you can see what he's, he's got and stuff. Sometimes the ball just doesn't go that way that he wants, or it falls that way. But you can see it's going to come with him. And like I say, it was a bit of a frustrating day. And like I say for Sterling as well, I think you know we can bang on and don't. We know that he's got it, and we will jump to his goal as well. But what a sweet goal that was on oh, yeah. on his left as well. It was on his like you know sweet hit. And, you know, and I, like I say, I like it when when players kind of yeah. go with the the weaker foot as well. You know, to sort of show the confidence as well. But yeah, I mean, look, he's going to come. I mean, they've, they've been in and out of the team and such like that. But I'm, I'm you know, like I say, I'm confident that they, it's going to flow. And, and I still think they both had good games, but they are. A bit frustrating at times, but I think that's just their age and growing and such yeah. like and development. Steve, do you think it would benefit from swapping them around? You know, wings because you know, in a fluid performance, I felt Palace at times didn't know who they were marking, yeah, because yeah, there were players that were not sticking to positions as far as I could, you know, as I saw it. Do you think there's, you know, rather than just keeping us in set positions, would you think Sterling Sano would benefit by? swapping occasionally and bamboozling the opposition or I think all wingers benefit from that I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often than what it does um, and when it does happen they tend to do it for you know just kind of trot over and swap over for a couple of minutes at a time it yeah. seems to me anyway um, I think just as a winger you've got a new challenger you've got a new full back you've got new kind of uh, different space to exploit different full back behind you it's, it's kind of it reinvigorate you if you're looking at say the 65th minute and if you get a no look out out the fullback or by by that time he's now kind of half sussed you out or you know or getting the better of you so i think it's always a useful option to employ um we're just talking about the wingers as well i think we have to bring jesus into this as well because yeah. the three of them what i love and this is no reflection on sergio whatsoever but just when the three of them start 
they relish playing with each other. The fact that they're the same age group, you know, they get on. You can clearly see they get on. Uh, I think it was after Sterling's goal and two or three teammates came over and, you know, he, he kind of hugged him. And then he saw Sane come over and his face lit up because it was his mate. And I love watching the three of them play. I mean, I find that so exciting. Um, I think the first game, I might be wrong here, but I think the first game was against West Ham when the three of them kind of first yeah, played together. Yeah, they were on fire. They were on fire then, yeah. Absolutely on fire. And I was like, oh my God, is this a future? Is this what yeah. we've got to look forward to? Well, Not, not only yeah. the three of them as they are now, but evolving together and you know, getting to know each other's games. So exciting. Um, so they do frustrate, as wingers inevitably do. Um, as youngsters when, when you've do, got, yeah. Yeah, and when you've got Jesus in there as well, um, which I'm sure we'll move on to as well, Jesus, who's exceptional as always, uh, it's, it's just exciting. Well, it's just the energy, isn't it? You know, it's like the Monaco blueprint this season. Yeah. I, know, I know Falco is, is not the youngest in the middle there, but... Uh, it's it's but fun, Howard. That's what yeah. gets me. When you see them, they're, they're having fun, which is brilliant to see. Well, just on them wingers, though, I mean, I, I know I've said it before, and I, I, how I like to play, I, I'd like to see him swap wings, as in coming inside. I know, like, when you look at Bayern and you look at Robin, he tends to play on the right, cutting in, and you know what yeah. he's going to do, and he does it so well, I mean, watching games, but I just, like I said, in more, I know that Pep's done it before where Sterling played on the left a lot, and he did it under Pellegrini as well. And then, obviously, he started to go to the right because you knew that he was going to do. But something that, like I say, I, I like to do a lot. There's a reason that Pep's, you know, a better coach than I am. But it's just something, you know, I think he'd, he'd excel at, you know. Like I say, you, you, cutting inside and shooting that, you'd stay with uh, Sterling. But something I'd like to see anyway. I think that they'd excel there as well. Yeah, I do tend to like, you know, left footers on the left and right on the right. But Sterling looks as if he could pick up. He looks quite useful in that when he, when he runs on the edge of the there. area, yeah. No, when he cuts in along the edge of the area, mm. he, he can't. No one can touch him then. And he's obviously he got one against Arsenal, the win against Arsenal. But he's looked. I'm sure there's another goal as well. Or like looks, Julian said then as well, what what it does is the fact that they can cut in and then shoot as well on their strongest foot. Um, you know that puts a keeper on edge, doesn't it? You know, yeah. keepers don't want that. Well, it also puts the fullback on as well because, you know, predominantly, you know, when you're running down the right, you know, ten, I mean, let's look at Navas, for instance. You know what he's doing every time he goes <laughs> and he comes back on five yards. That's what he does. He, that's the thing. But play, you know, that he's not going to. I think we'd all fall back in our seats if he actually turned and then put it in with his left. You know, as it, yeah. as it, like I say. But that's that's the thing. I mean, like I say, he has had some of his best games playing um, on the thing. But like I said, that, that is that doubt is is he going to cross it first time or is he going to bring it in you know but like, I, I'm sure you know they'll evolve more in the future but it's something that I'd like to see personally well we've had quite a few you know we always ask for questions from Twitter and it's this question's come up a few times so apologies if we're not mentioned individual names but I thought I'd put it into the main bit has I mean Jesus didn't score of course he got an assist didn't he for De Bruyne but he was his usual Tiger himself work rate you know so much enthusiasm and you've just mentioned how the three of those uh, the f those three youngsters work together is this again another nail in the coffin for Aguero or are we just going over old ground and we don't really have a clue do we I mean <laughs> what, what if Aguero started against Jesus do you think we still have won 5-0 stay or do you think he was integral to that pulling them apart I think Sergio would have scored, and Jesus yeah. is is, uh, is rubbish. Um, <laughs> just, 
the, 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 the He's no Rashford, is he, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Who is? Who is he, Paul? <laughs> Paul from Pele. Yeah, the reason we have this discussion is because we've got a truly world-class centre-forward and we've got a truly potentially world-class centre-forward who's coming through the ranks and, you know, is destined for absolute greatness. And so it's a fascinating conversation to have, but ultimately, as you said there, we don't have a clue. We literally don't have a clue. I mean, it was another great performance and a really encouraging one. And increasingly what I'm seeing in this lad is his maturity of it and his movement, which he's always had. It's just what I'm noticing more and more, I guess. Um, And so I just can't wait to see him develop fully, which, you know, we're talking still because he's so young. We're looking at another three years for that. Um, in that time, I can't envisage Sergio Aguero leaving. I just can't see the club wanting to, to let him go uh, and, and they'll pull out all the stops to keep him. That's what I believe, at least. Um, as, ne- as for next season, I think there'll be games where Aguero starts, games where Jesus starts, and games where they yeah. both start. There'll also be games where one's injured. Exactly. And yeah. that's just how it's going to be. I think this discussion is just going to carry on and bleed into next season. You know, on that, to, to jump on, you know what, I, I'm i fascinated by how this is going to play out. I mean, you know, listening to pods when Sam Sam Lee's been on and he obviously speaks to Aguero and he's, he's trying to get the, the things and, and what's said in the media and such like that. I just think it's, you know, I mean, it made me laugh the other day when Duncan Castle came out with, um, <laughs> you know, Aguero wants to go. I mean, that, that was, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, amazing. I just... I'd love to see him stay, and, and for me, I mean, I know people get emotionally attached to players and can't forget, you know, what, what he's done and and such like that. Eventually, he probably well, he's going to move on. There's no, he's going to. But for me personally, I want to see him get that record. I think he's yeah. only about 11, maybe ten or eleven goals. Which, when you look at it this season, what he's done and what he's done over the season, but this season in particular. I know he's not really, you know, gone for he's got like maybe a couple of goals in a game, but it's not many. It's always like one a game. But he's been banned for what we banned for seven games or something like that. So he's missed out on that. And he's, I think he's done exceptionally well with injuries. You know, Touchwood that he can come back. Hopefully that you know he's just you know a twinge or something like that. But I think he is. But I I don't know. I just find it interesting. You know, the, 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 you know, I understand you can only play one in this system and someone's going to sit on the bench and, you know, Aguero doesn't want to play second fiddle. But it's like we can't go into the season with um, Jesus and I don't think Ian Acho is going to be. I think he's going to go elsewhere. Yeah. So it's just like, who else are you going to get? You know what I mean? And you want someone that good. I mean, I, th- I, I hope he's going to stay as well. And like I say, I, I can't, you know, but I can see him going as well. Uh, it's just you know who would they bring in? I know this is a whole, totally another conversation, but just on my thing, I, I, you know, if he's going to go, I'd like him to break the record before he does go. So if he's fit, do you start him against Leicester, or should we should we wait to the preview pod for that? Well, well yeah, again, I, I mean, I, I don't you know if I'll be on that, but I'll just say this: I, I don't think he, he's going to start if he has had a twinge and he, he has come up. Yeah. I don't know how bad it is or, or such like that, but maybe he's, he, Pep says he's, he's he's on the bench and he can come on, and Gabriel needs the minutes and he's going to do that. I mean, we'll see, but um, yeah, it, it, it'd be um, I wouldn't. I'd put him on the bench just because I don't want him to get injured, and yeah. he, you know we could still need him most. But again, what, what do you think? Uh, I think he he starts on the bench. I think, but Steve? but it was more I hypothetical. Yeah. No, but if it's a hypothetical, let's imagine he was fully fit, one hundred percent. You know, it's like 
Maybe it's nice to have those selection dilemmas, isn't it? It's like, oh, do we pick Gabriel Jesus or Aguero or both? Uh, I mean, I don't have the tactical... You know, we've had discussions last week, can you fit them both in the team? I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can in the long term. Uh, but, you know, I don't know enough about shapes and whatnot to know how we do it. But I, I don't see why you can't have two world-class players playing alongside each other up front. Absolutely. And, I, I think we... As football fans, we tend game. to kind of look for neat boxes, don't we? Yeah. And say, right, that's that, that's how that is, that's how that is. Whereas in reality, as long as Sergio and Jesus can play together to a certain standard, and it kind of, you know, even before seeing that, it went without saying, you know, that that would be the case because of their quality. And then we've seen them play together now, and we know that we can. So that's basically an option. It's a good option to have. And then in addition to that, one will start, one won't. You know, the other will start, the other won't. So, it, it's you can't just put them all in in one box and say, right, that's how it is. You know, Sergio yeah. is is no longer the, the kind of you know our, our centre forward, and he'll still be our centre forward next yeah. season. That's what I believe anyway, yeah. and so will Gabriel Jesus. Oh, it, it is though. If we're going to play sixty odd games or whatever we're going to play, we can't rely on one one play. We're yeah. still going to have to have, like you say. I mean, I know it's easy to say, oh, let's have you know two world class players at each position I mean I, in an ideal world I'm sure we'd all love that, that but we've got to be realistic but I, I just if you're going to get rid of him you know I know this is a conversation for another day but it's just like well who are you replacing him with do you know what I mean it's just it's not going to be Wilfred Borny people so everyone can come down off that but it is <laughs> you, know, know. I, you try getting rid of him <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know what I mean though, don't you I, I, you know, he's got to be like for like, and there's not many people that can put the ball in the back of the net like Sergio can. And you know, like I say, he's coming to the peak age. So, look, I, I hope for for I for definitely that he's he's definitely got to be here. But again, I'm sure that'll play out over the summer. Yeah. Though if we just, get just, if we just, get Sanchez, just follow Duncan Castle on on uh, on Twitter, and I'm sure he'll keep you updated. Yeah. For, yeah. So just, if you want to know what what's believe the opposite of what you said. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you want to know what's not happening, then 55 million to United. I mean. <laughs> I've heard it all now. Swap I mean, it's, with Pogba. Eh? Oh, Swap dear. with Pogba. <laughs> 55 million is what Pogba's agent got, so you're not you're not getting one of a world-class striker for that amount, are you? So, uh, I mean, yeah, just a bit of a side question that occurred to me. With 1-5-0, that team looks good, doesn't it? Do we overreact after a bad performance that the whole team needs stripping and we need 18 new players? Because I've, you know, I've heard something like, oh, well, we rely on the spine too much, but, you know, from years and years ago. But I look at that spine of Aguero, Silva, Company Torre, and I reckon if you put the 20th, 20 greatest Premier League players ever, I would argue they're all in there. So is it really that ridiculous that you'd rely on four world-class players like that? Uh, do we? What do you think, Steve? Do we overreact to what this team needs in the summer, or...? Is this just um, glossing over, you know, we're, no, we're I, against I think, a poor team and... The areas where we need to improve, we, we pretty much are in universal agreement on, on where we need to improve, you know, in, in defence, um, we need a midfielder, um, so we know what's needed. As regards to the spine, we also know that they are approaching the end of their cycle, the, the debate is, is whether they've got another season left in him. You know, I'm talking specifically here about Yaya, for example. Yeah. Um, there's no disputing you know, what they've brought to the club and their quality, and the quality they still have as well. But you know, when, when you look to next season and you look at another year in their legs, 
then that's a different matter altogether. Um, I, I think that kind of you know Palace will be Palace fans will be thoroughly entitled to be hysterical this week after losing five nil and the manner of it as well. Yeah, I think you know when we lose, we we react hysterically too. Um, I think it's just a, a, a supportive thing. Uh, it, it's human nature, really. Uh, but yeah, it, it's always important not to get too carried away. Just as it's important not to be too kind of doom and gloom when you lose, and I don't think you know I haven't seen much evidence of City fans getting carried away after this weekend. We we kind of seen it for what it is, which was a very good performance and a you know, really healthy scoreline, but it not you know exceptional yeah. opposition. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, just one final look back at the defence. Obviously, Caballero made one great save. Uh, not really threatened too much besides that. I thought Zaha was pretty good, though, for them. And yeah. uh, Fernandinho. We've got two right-backs on the bench against Palace, and yet... Did any of you see how he lined up Fernandinho in there? Was he more in midfield, or...? Because people... I know someone else on Twitter would be work with a back three, but... <laughs> to be... To be honest, whether we're on the ball or not on the ball, I'm not even sure what the formation is sometimes, because it, <laughs> it does change, doesn't it? So... Do you know what the you know, we've put Navas in there, haven't we, for a few weeks now, Fernandinho. Does it make sense to either of you two that we're playing midfielders at right back with two right backs on the bench, or has he just given up on both of our ageing right backs now? So uh, I, 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 I think it's interesting. Look, I, I, I it's very difficult to to watch and predict what his his um system is i thought fernandinho was playing more in in midfield but maybe because um he could do because palace was so deep there wasn't really posing a threat but it is interesting what you say because on the bench we had sanya zabaleta Kolarov, and navas now i know navas is a right wing but let's put him in that category potentially add four um full backs on the bench yeah you know, as in which or or uh, maybe um, Kolarov is a centre back now, but you know what? Yeah, I think, like I say, I think it is in- interesting. Um, and but you know, I, I think you're possibly right. I think next year it might be a transition where they do go three. You know, like I say, I wasn't following the shape or what it was and such like that because it was pretty difficult to do when we had the ball the whole time. But um, yeah, I, th- I think it's um, I think it's going to be different though next year. I think you're going to see a different shape. Yeah, uh, a couple of very quick points. Uh, De Bruyne apparently is now the top assister in Europe's top five leagues uh, since the fourteen fifteen season. So, not bad for an outform player, is he? So, <laughs> uh, just amazing. <laughs> it's quite amazing that you know, even and you think of the chance we missed. You know what he could have been on. Uh, but I just also want to ask about Otamendi again. Do you think he had a great game? And I know we've we've covered this probably last week Steve but his company just dragging his partner is that are we now seeing no no No. I mean he does I mean if you play alongside Vincent company you you're going to play 20% better you're going to be far better organised in your movement and the decision making and everything is going to be nailed down a lot more than if you're alongside you know a and other however I think there's a lot of kind of um I think it's been belittled, belittled somewhat Otamendi's yeah. improvement in recent weeks and people have been just attributing it to Vincent Company. This happened long before Vincent Company came back. Otamendi, I think now for the past few months, has been fantastic. Hugely improved. I agree. Um, 
he still puts in the Hollywood tackles, but he makes them. I, I can't remember the last time he's missed one, you know? Mm. So his timing and his decision-making as regards to those split-second decisions, a lot more finer-tuned than it used to be. Elsewhere, loads more organised, loads more calmer as well. He just emits a certain calm now, which, you know, was anything but in the past. I mean, don't get me wrong, and there's been times in the past where he's been a headless chicken, but totally different class now. A fanta- to, the, to the extent where... I'm desperate for us to sign a centre-back in, in the summer, but just one centre-back. You know, I want us to keep Otamendi, I want us to keep company. I think we've got the nucleus there of a really good defensive lineup. So Stone's not going back in for you at the moment? And, of course, yeah, 50 million John Stones. <laughs> <laughs> but does he get back in next week? If he's, <laughs> it's like the Aguero question, does he get back in next week? Or no, just no, keep, it as, just no, keep it as it is, well, yeah entirely dependent on company's fitness yeah. and you know w- w- the key thing for me is to get Vinny over the line into the summer without any kind of setback which five games on the road now yeah well, it's, just, it's pretty amazing as well when you think about you know because like I say I'm sure I'm not alone in saying that when he, when we first saw him on the team sheet it was like well is he going to see the game out you know and that's the thing so it's kind of like I say amazed me is in that sense yeah. because you can't believe it but again you can play this like well what if we had a more season game of where we will be and such like that he does he does make us better and going back to the point of Otamendi you know I can't believe this because I'd, I used to look at Otamendi and used to say yeah he's a great player but he's rash and he dives in how he's never been sent off in the past is is, is you know he, he gets to the point but over the last I don't know a couple of maybe a couple of months you can see just that he's got that um, does he seems to win these one-on-one duels I think at one point I can't remember in, in the game I think it was like two on two on two and he just stood up and he won the ball as to the door to say like he just knew he, he's really really good at that and what you see but like I say just in heading uh, even for a short guy he is he can get up high and it, I, I think he's been you know uh, remarkable and, and it's you know no surprise as well that he's been linked to Real Madrid in the summer but playing like this you can you can you can actually see why but hopefully like I say he, he plays like this and carries on for the rest of the season and into next season if he stays yeah, I just think what I said earlier about you know, I was going over the top about needing the whole new team. I do think we go slightly over the top as yeah. play. I think, and I think regular play. I've, I mean, I, I say this every week. I must bore everyone with it. People just play. Players play regularly with regular partners. Say, yeah, with players they know about, they'll get better. Uh, you know, I don't think. Well, look I don't think Pep said. Pep's not played the same team according to match of the day I, I thought he might have done once but he's not played the same team two games on the row according to match of the day or whatever I was watching highlights on so I just think you know stability it really does help and it's not it's not a system Pep's that really helps the defenders is it it does leave them mm. having to uh, I agree absolutely it doesn't make any sense to change it to the extent that he has changed it this season in defence I just don't get that whatsoever no. Well, I think when you look at it, according to uh, according to every media outlet and uh, every transfer, we, we, we're going to have like 65 new players in the summer, which we all know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. But I think looking at the surgery, okay, maybe against Middlesbrough, maybe we overreacted. We should have won. I think we still should have won. But when you look at what's needed, we all know that our number one priority in the summer is the full-backs and, and possibly the keeper as well. But I think, you know, if, if we do have good bookend if we do have a, a maybe a cow walker to put another name out there and i don't know a, a, a danny rose just say them two as a pair 
if we had them two in the season, I mean, barring injuries and such like that, I think we're in a lot better position because it's just it's just the same old problems with us. You know, we, we're fine on the wings. We're fine, you know, De Bruyne, De Silva, you know, we can all fill in. We're not all going to have 10, uh, 10 bars of gold or 11 bars of gold within players. You know, you've got to have some, you know, bars of silver in there. And I, th- I think we do. I think it, it doesn't need as much as everybody says it does. But, you know, we need to we need to just replace the, the Sabaletas and such because they're not getting any younger, are they? That's why yeah. they're going to go off as much as like club legends they are. Again, people get too caught up and uh, with with, you know, players that they want to stay around forever. Unfortunately, they can't. They have to move on. Yeah. We have to get younger. I mean, outcry at Navas getting a new one-year deal, suppose, you know, possibly, but we can't buy four fullbacks, can we? Well, well yeah, I, th- I think Sam Lee said it best, um, listening back to the, the last podcast. He's right. Look, we, you, in an ideal world, with all the money in the world and everything like that, yeah, we can go out and buy what you know whoever we want or whatever, but we don't. We Navas staying. He's, he's not going to be first choice no. we play that many games that he's going to be coming in against games like Huddersfield and filling in and such like that and you know he's, he's, uh, he's still a, a, you know, a professional footballer he's still going to be able to do a job you know as in maybe not as good as maybe like better ones can do but he's going to come in and do a job and um, when you look at it on a thing yeah he, he's, he's probably a cheap alternative cheap wages and, and knows and he's been around the system he knows the club so it, it does make sense it's probably not what every one wants to hear I think I think I, I you know I think I'd be um, um, asking Pep to submit him for drug testing if he were to sign cliche as well oh yeah outside the ground but, with a banner yeah so. yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I do think it, that you know you're right in, in what you're saying it doesn't look as bad when, when you look when you no. go into it I mean the problem is one bad injury let's say we've got Cal Walker you yeah. know Whoever, yeah, just to say a name, one bad injury and you're stuck with Navas for six months and we're no better off. But And I think a few would like, you know, Mafia was covered, but we'll see what happens. So you can't just buy a whole new team, can you? And you can't buy world-class backups either. Yeah, we can't buy Bertrand and then expect him to be back up to someone else because mm, Bertrand exactly. don't yeah. want to play every week, obviously. So we will see anyway. Uh, final question that I already put, know the answer to. Uh, your man of the match, Steve? Uh, David, without oh, a shadow of a doubt. surprised that, me. That, that, can I just say, that, that hour was one of the most brilliant exhibitions of football from one man I've seen yeah. in my life. I, I really believe that. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm, uh, not, I'm not going to argue for starters. So. <laughs> uh, I presume your man of the match is the same, Julian, or? No, it's not. I, I'm going to go with Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, you know, I, I've been a lot, I've been down on him for... for yeah. For a while, you know, and it's been notable, and people of things. You see, I hold him to the standard that listen, he, we know what he can do. That game on um, uh, on Saturday, where you know he, he possibly could have had more, but it, what did he get? Two assists. He's got 15 assists in the Premier League alone. He's he's up there more than anyone, and yeah. he's he's not had the, it's the a best top seasons. Yeah. yeah, and he's a top assister. Yeah, and and he chips in with a goal, whether the keeper should save it or not. He, he scored, and you know the chances that he does create, and what you said earlier. Uh, think how many goals he or assist he would have got with the chances and with, like I said we've all seen the games of how it is and you can just see it's going to come so for me you know I mean we could let's face it let's be honest or we, we could give it to the man in the match to 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 all 11 players if we could mm. but I, I'm going to give it to De Bruyne what about you Howard uh, now I've got to go with David because it was just magnificent but De Bruyne was 
a few not far behind and yeah. you know he, he loves hitting the woodwork doesn't he uh, is that bad luck or is it bad finishing I don't know but you know if a couple of inches adjustment and he could have had many many goals so I don't think he's far off to be honest uh, hope he gets, I hope all the players get rest in the summer and we could see you know more consistency next year but yeah his stats are just I mean I think of Stoke at home where it was a terrible game, but he should have had two assists in the last two minutes. You know, it was no fault of his own. Uh, and if you can get two assists every game, then you, you know, <laughs> or if you're averaging his stats, it's like it's hard to say he's been that bad, really, isn't it? So, you never know. He might make um, Premier League Team of the Year a writers. You know, you well, can, steady can hope on. for that. Steady <laughs> on that. He'll be on the reserve list. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, didn't someone who's Who's Anthony Knockhart anyway? Who's he played for? <laughs> Is it Anthony Knockhart? Someone yeah, voted left, for him. Left, yeah. Well, he got one vote, didn't he, from the football writers as player of the year. Uh, but David Silver apparently didn't get any, though. But what can the you do? famous writer, uh, Mrs Knockhart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the Grimsby Telegraph. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think David Silver really cares. Uh, he'll take the World Cup and whatnot, and uh, score and win it probably. The national, yeah, and the trophies and stuff. So, uh, one other thing, everywhere else that was pretty much perfect weekend, wasn't it? Do you think we're safe top four yet, or are we still needing a couple more results? Because United at Spurs, aren't they? So, don't think we'll, we'll win. Then they've got to go to Southampton. Liverpool at West Ham, but you never I, know. I you never know with them, do you? So. I was hoping you might have some betting update, Howard, because uh, I know you're onto that. I mean, yeah, I, would, I would hope, I would hope so that we, like I said, we get it. But um, you know, all we've got to do, I mean, I say all we've got to do is win our next three games, and we're in. It's a bit easy said than done, but you know, it's in. At least it's in our own hands. That's yeah. what we have to do. Is winning. But I'd take fourth. I know. Listen, I, I deal well. We won't yeah. want to play that qualifier. You know, and say, but if you if you you know, if you said, look, take fourth to get to guarantee you in the Champions League, I'd take it because if you can't win a playoff game against Stal Bucharest or whoever you're playing, then you don't deserve to be in the Champions League, in my opinion. But yeah. again, ideal world, you know, you you don't want them extra games. It, you you want to get third, and we can get it because let's face it, this weekend was the perfect weekend. I don't know if if you did, but I certainly did. Loved it when. James Milner missed that one. Yeah. He had his, I loved it. I loved it. And uh, and like I say, it um, it went for the weekend we united again. And like I say, they've all got tough games and such. But it, it was it was the best, uh, you know, for us. And hopefully we can uh, take advantage of that. But was that qualifier? It was it seeded the one we were in this season, or are they seeded? So I think they are, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. So that should help because. If they're not seeded, there's always the off chance you'll get someone good, isn't there? So, yeah. Well, wasn't there a chance we could have got Roma, or, or maybe that was I wrong? I mean, I can't, I, I can't remember. But like I said, whoever did, whoever we're playing, I mean, let's be realistic. We are, are, you know, the owners and 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 Pep and I'm sure all of us want to win the Champions League. So we've got to be, you know, you know, shoving these away. I mean, yeah. going. I think was it Stal Bucharest? I think we we beat them five nil away couldn't miss two penalties and then we're beaten one nil at home with a second string you know so yeah. again you know what you're up against but um let's finish third and, and not have to have the stress of worrying about it yeah but fourth yeah just not fifth or sixth so <laughs> uh anyway move on uh pretty good day all around weekend a few questions from twitter 
we'll start with there's been rumblings online uh, which I think Sam Lee started uh, I'm not sure about a massive player signing for City that's going to it's literally going to blow everyone's minds the biggest move of the summer do you think now I, I a few of us always used to joke on Twitter when United season tickets needed renewing under Moyes <laughs> and Van Hart. They were suddenly linked to Ronaldo again. <laughs> what a and Bale and so on. And Wesley Snyder for seven years. Uh, what do you think? Is this a PR move or are we about I mean, are we about to sign someone massive? Uh, Stay. what do you think? I well <laughs> We've been here before, it's, haven't it's we? All, yeah, well it's not just City, it's not just United, all clubs do it at this time of year. I mean today uh, the latest Bale to United one has emerged from Spain. Um, I just put on Facebook, it's officially the first day of the football summer because it's just every single year, isn't it? Yeah. As regards to City, who could they be kind of referring to there? Well, you look at the very top, you look at the possibility of someone like Messi. Um, but it's just that... It's not It's Messi. just fun. I mean, basically, we're just entering now a six-week period of rumours, innuendos, some just made up by teenage virgins in their mum's spare bedrooms. <laughs> it's, it, you know, take it over a pinch of salt and enjoy it. I do, anyway. I, I, I enjoy the transfer window thoroughly, but I don't take any of it seriously until you see a photograph of a player signing you know, on the dotted line. Yeah. Who do you want it to be, Julian? Well, I, I think, look, I, I enjoy it as well, and like I say, I was intrigued by it as, as well, but I think if you know, not to say, if, not to you know, to put Sam here on thing, but if it's going to be someone that's going to blow your doors off, you know, it's uh, <laughs> Michael Kay. It's, yeah, it's, it's not going to be. be uh, it's going to be. It's going to be Messi, isn't it? It's not going to be Ronaldo. It's not, not going to be him. It's either Neymar or Messi, or I just don't know anyone else it could be. You know, I mean, that kind of ilk. If if they if they make it, you know, as as, um, yeah. as such, you know. But I, again, I mean. I've, I'm not in the know, you know what I mean? You seem to be in the know, Howard, so who do you think it could be? <laughs> no, I'm, re- I'm really not. Uh, no, it's complete rubbish, isn't it? So we're, not, we're never getting messy. I imagine if we did, he'd be 35, but yeah, more, more, like, more likely he'd go yeah. back to Argentina, I think. Uh, Paul Pogba, and let's start them. that rumour. Oh, we can't afford the agent fees. <laughs> Unless we we'll have to put the season tickets up a bit more for, <laughs> to cover that. So I'll put it up on the cutter later. Uh, yeah. A thousand words, Paul Pogba. I mean, Duncan, Castle. deal, yeah. <laughs> Duncan Castles is uh, peddling Neymar to United again, uh, yeah. but, but he does that every year. Uh, there's Mbappé, isn't there? Uh, but yeah, I, I, mean, I think he'll I, stay. I don't think he'll go in the summer. Uh, uh, Bernardo Silva would be brilliant for us, but I don't think, even though he is brilliant, I don't think it's the sort of chatter that would like you know have this sort of rumour mongering yeah, going for it. Uh, I think it's just rubbish, basically. We're, not, we're yeah, never I'm, getting messy, and it, it ain't happening, so... Um, I, I mean, I, I must say as well, if it's meant to be kept a secret, it's no longer a secret now, is it? You know what I mean? That if you just keep it to yourself, guys, by the way, yeah. and don't tell anyone, and just put it all over Twitter. Oh, yeah. You know, but... Um, you couldn't keep yeah, it a secret, could you? No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I forgot. The only, I suppose the only other one, bar them two, uh, I'd obviously like uh, Messi, but I'd rather have Mbappe over Neymar. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, he's the only he's the only one, the biggest one because, like I said, I know Aysan Aysan loves Mbappe. I mean, he really yeah, I he, do. He, all, all day. But um, I hope he stays yeah. where he is. I really do. I hope that team stays where it is, unless they come to us. So, <laughs> but otherwise, I'd like to see that team, you know, get another year or two. 
Well, if yeah. you if you read all the transfers, Monaco's going to have no players. <laughs> yes, yeah, literally. Because no, you know, everyone's going to have gone. <laughs> if you ask your fans to put the kit, you know, anyone's got the kit with them. Or, <laughs> they'll have plenty of money in the bank. But uh, uh, quick question, because we have to, uh, covered it in the past. Does Caballero deserve a new contract? Or what's the point? Do you want, or and or do you want him to get one? He's been saying nice things about how happy he is this week. So that's from Harry Sidall on Twitter. Uh, I'm of the opinion he should continue as our number two because he's more than good enough for that. So, what yeah, do you... that's, that's my opinion too. I think it, it falls in the Navas category for me. Where, you know, in an ideal world, um, you know, he'd leave with our fund, you know, best wishes. Yeah. But we're not currently in an ideal world, um, and so I, I'd like him to stay as our number two. Really, in an ideal world, do you want him to go? Because I actively want him to stay. Oh, right. Oh, as no, a number no, two. Yeah. I just I, don't I, I, think no. he's anywhere near as bad as... Well, no, people I mean, have warmed to him anyway since the car, yeah, the League Cup last year, but he's perfectly... You know, if he has to play a few games, I'm not nervous. That's no, that's I, the best I, I, I can say about it. So, uh, I'm fine with him being there. Again, it's it's like the back-up right-back, isn't it? You can't... We can't buy a top-class... Uh, back-up goalkeeper. So you either have an exceptional youth player coming through... Or you get lucky, or you get an maybe an aging superstar, you know, who's happy to be there and play some games. But it's not an easy spot to fill, really, is it? No, well, I absolutely agree. It's not as if if he does stay, um, I'll be kind of you know crestfallen and and concerned for you know a potential injury to our number one and all the rest of it. I'll be perfectly happy as as, as him as our number two. But mm. I'm just saying that. Well. <sighs> I personally would, in an ideal world, I'd really like to see a top quality number one yeah. and a real emerging, you know, young talent as a number two. Right. But that's just me being picky and, you know, I mean, picking gun, for Pickford. Yeah, guns on the bench, but I've seen, I just have not got, seen I've not, enough. You know what? I've not seen anywhere I, near I, enough to know. Uh, no, he's just not ready for it. And, and when, I, when I see him... I just that's what I think I just think you're not ready yet and yet whenever I discuss it with people who watch a lot more of him than I do they insist that he's a real genuine talent so yeah. I bow to their better judgment on that one but from my own eyes I don't know it's even seeing him as number two right now you think oh god please will he don't get injured you know yeah. it's, it's I don't trust a lad at this stage well I, I mean if the season's done by Watford I wouldn't be averse to Seeing him on the pitch, but otherwise, but that's a different matter. Yeah. Isn't it? Julian, I just, I'll, it's a different question from Neil Clark. Should we go and get Pickford? Have you seen much of him for yeah, Sunderland? I have, I, I have His distribution it, long on the pitch yeah. seems to be amazing, but yeah, uh, that's I, not I, the sort of distribution Pepper want him doing. So, uh, I, and I obviously he's, he's saved a lot of shots, but then goalkeepers in poor teams tend to. So for me, it's like hard. Is it is he a brilliant keeper or is he just having to save a lot of shots like like these teams always have to, yeah these keepers always have to do don't they so yeah I think I, I mean I've seen you know some some of his games that he's, he's played and I've seen him when he, he's he's um, played against us as well and he, he, look he, he's called into an action a, a lot more and he does make a lot of the saves um, he's English he's young I mean the the, the word on the street is. He, is Everton, isn't it? That's yeah, that's about we, we, seventeen we, million we, as well. That's yeah, that. I've seen between that, but again, you know, I've just it's so easy how to fix this situation. You know, give Caballero the golden handshake and just bring Joe Hart back and problem solved, didn't it? But that's not going to that's not going to happen. I, I do think you know, as a number back, one, 
No, who? Uh, Caballero? No, Hart. No, no I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being facetious. That's not going to happen. But um, that's one of the main things that's going to happen, is the keeper. I don't think Caballero's going to come back because there's still still a problem. He's not going to be the number one, is he? I, don't, I think the problem with Bravo is he's not worked out. So we're going to be in for a keeper. And I, like I say, I think it's, it, Pickford is, is a good shout. But again, people seem to think it's this Edison from... Uh, is it Benfica? But yeah. again, it's going to command a massive transfer. I know. It's again, I just don't amounts. know if he's not. You know, the money can go elsewhere. If that makes sense, like left back or right back. You know, where we need to. But again, you know, we're bringing definitely bringing a keeper in. But I just don't. I think Caballero, for where, where he is in his career, needs to be playing week in week out. And I don't think he's going to get that at City. I really yeah. don't. But yeah, he says he's happy. But maybe he's just doing the PR side of it in City to try and. Uh, Angle something. I doubt we we will see, or maybe to stay in the area or in the Premier League. So, uh, this we kind of discussed this a bit earlier, but you know, well, it kind of links in with Aguero and Craig Slingsby asked, "Do we need to sign another winger, or would returning a returning Roberts suffice?" Steve, what what do you think about Roberts? I mean, I've seen glimpses. He's not quite there for me, but. I mean, we've been linked with Sanchez, haven't we? So it kind of links in with Aguero. If we got Sanchez in as well, does it's very top-heavy into that squad. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm with you on Roberts. Um, I don't believe he's quite ready yet, but at the same time, he's showed a lot of quality up in Scotland, and they speak to any Celtic fan and they rave about him. Yeah. Um, and also, he's he's kind of hungry to prove himself, and yeah. and that's you know quality that should always be kind of rewarded I think it's he really wants to kind of return to City this summer and show what he's all about so really the question just to tweak the question um, would be does he deserve a shot and then I would err towards a positive end and say yeah he, he probably does deserve a shot um, and a squad place and let's see you know what, what he's got um, but right now I'm kind of just on the fence with the lad he's um, I don't know he, he just looks a little bit inconsistent drifts from games just for five ten minutes here and there but you know we, we build up um but there's no doubt in his, his quality on the ball yeah julian what do you th- i mean you don't have to, you can talk about roberts if you want but in general do we yeah, need backup I, I, do we need I, backup to sterling and sane or oh, is it I, such I a fluid front line that no, you've got I, jesus I out i mean i think i think it was huddersfield away when we saw the backups was Navas and Nolito and for the best you know, I'm not having to go with them two but yeah. it's not exactly electric pace like for like you know I mean we've been linked with Coleman Kingsley Coleman and um, and such and you could say that he is a like for like now going back to Patrick Roberts he has been playing um, I think he scored twice at, uh, at the weekend I think he, I'm sure he scored twice at the weekend but he is playing in, in the Mickey Mouse League um, but again but again why not give him a chance he's English um, yeah, he's uh, he's he deserves a shot on preseason. Let's see if we can build from it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd like to see him back. Uh, we'll see what he can do. It's worth this problem with squad sizes, isn't it? But if we just two or three men <laughs> more spots there, I think it'd be a lot easier. But uh, well, that's brilliant. Uh, I think that's enough. Apologies, we've run out of time a bit. Uh, David Boland asked about a pivot and Carvalho because we probably need a defensive midfielder. Uh, but I really haven't seen enough European football to to suggest one. I don't know if any either of you two know. Carvalho leaves me a bit cold, to be honest. But 
again I've not seen enough do we review to very quickly know of any brilliant defensive midfielders or pivots that we can pick up I don't, in I don't think Pep uh, I don't think I kind of fit in with Pep's uh, thinking no. anyway no that he doesn't need someone spraying it from deep well I guess I mean, we've got Gundelon coming back as well, haven't we? So we don't know yeah. where he'll play on the pitch, but uh, we'll see. Be a busy summer, anyway. All right, well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Stephen, for appearing today. Pleasure. And thank you to you, Julian, as well. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Howard, can I just very quickly say before we go? Yes, of course. Um, of course, you two guys know yourself. It, it's Mental Health Awareness Week. Yeah. So if anyone's listening to this, any City fans, and if you're struggling right now, just get in touch with any blue you know on social media or however and just basically let them know you're not feeling so great because basically we're all one big family. Yeah, well said. And I know everyone's read a really brave uh, article. I won't embarrass you, Stephen, but brilliant article. Ah, damn, <laughs> it's a brilliant article yesterday uh, that's getting the coverage it deserves. Uh, it's, if you it's, haven't it's read weird, it, mate. please do. Uh, it's just I, had it kind uh, of, I got better, you know, 10 years ago, so it kind of feels like, you know, if... if if your pet passed away 10 years ago yeah. but then people find out about it 10 years later it, so it feels kind of weird but it's, it, it, it is very lovely at the same time yeah uh, well I say well done for uh, it's a different world now it's good to see the coverage uh, much as I yeah. hate much as I hate Stan Collymore and I do I, really, I do admire <laughs> I admire some you know of how he's been honest, you know, his honesty about this at the moment. Yeah. It's what, and it's why I find it hard because I know he was in a very bad place about a month ago and still might be. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not dealing with rumours here. He said so, uh, and so I don't like to have a go at him for quite appalling articles because you don't know what's going on in people's lives and men just don't talk to each other, do we? We don't want, we don't like to talk about anything. But it's 2000, 2017 now, so yeah. Uh, just talk to someone always so yeah thank you to both of you uh if you like what you've heard today you've not subscribed already then please do so on the apps uh we'll probably we probably have a preview show before the weekend and a review of the leicester game next week so until next time goodbye <laughs>